Welcome to Soul Logic, not your breathy spirituality. This is neither tie-dye running through fairy fields nor corporate performance metrics, but increasing your inner authority and personal freedom, moving you from the corporate mindset to a conscious mindset. We're your hosts, Cindy and Scott, and we're here to put the practical into awakening. Welcome to today's podcast. On Soul Logic, Cindy and I are going to be discussing the importance of taking responsibility. We might even look at it as our personal responsibility, particularly in this awakening journey. What does that look like? What does taking responsibility look like for ourselves? Because so often in much of our lives, I can speak for myself. I know that in the past, I would give away my responsibility to organizations or sometimes even to other people. And if you look at the flip side of what responsibility is, we could even consider it being blame. Things don't work out as we wanted, but what did we do to make it work out? And how do we get to whatever decision it is that we got to? So Cindy, when you hear about taking responsibility for yourself, for your, your actions, for your life, what comes up for you? Oh man, this used to be a, you know, trigger for me, I guess. And now I'm like, now I welcome it, honestly. In fact, I just was watching on TikTok, this guy, I don't remember his name, but he was basically saying, you know, everything that happens in your life is your fault. And that's a good thing. Like whether it's good or bad, uh, it's all, it's all your fault. And I think for me, the transition from uh, looking externally for like what's right or what I should be doing, or even to your point, placing blame or receiving blame for things and shifting to that inner inner compass, if you will, and taking on that responsibility, it's life-changing. It's actually freedom, honestly. Um, it's not always fun, but I do think it equals freedom. And I'll give you an example. Um, so I talked about uh, being married before. And I remember as it was, as that marriage was dissolving, going to my therapist and she was talking about you know, I was saying, oh, you know, he always wanted to do this thing that I never wanted to do. And she asked me, well, did you ever tell him that you didn't want to do it? And I was like, mm, no. <laughs> and she's like, okay, then it's not his fault. And I'm like, well, crap, that means it's my fault. <laughs> you know? And I did not like it at first, honestly. Right. Of course I will. I wanted to blame him. But once I sat with that and I realized, okay, if I created that situation, that means I can uncreate that situation and I can create a new reality for myself going forward. And it was like a whole new world opened up. And, but then when you realize, wow, like I actually can change this for myself and live differently. Yeah. I just think it's like freedom at its best. What about you? I, I really agree with that freedom at its best and the power to create. I remember when I left my corporate job, not going into another corporate job. I was going to create my coaching practice. And that was a really great opportunity for me to practice taking responsibility because everything was on me. Whatever happened next was on me. There was absolutely nobody or nothing that I could blame, which was interesting because it played all that places, all the responsibility on you. Mm -hmm. And so it can be a little bit overwhelming, but at the same time, it's incredibly empowering. And it just, it made me so excited about what was possible, you know? And I used to ask that question all the time, what's possible? 
what can I do? And it just got me really excited for, okay, I can do this. I can try this. And nobody can tell me no. Nobody can say, no, you can't do that. It's not in your job description. You're not allowed. Or it's, it's not for you to do. I could do anything. You can do anything. We can do anything. And I think that's one of the best things about taking responsibility. And when I'm working with leaders, managers and supervisors, anybody that has res- responsibility in their work, they're sometimes frustrated because similar to what you mentioned, they expect their team to understand and behave a certain way but they've never communicated it to them. They've never shared, this is what we need. This is how we can do it. And then once they start speaking up and taking responsibility for what it is that they need to help the organization thrive, they feel so much more empowered and it becomes easier and easier. And now I know that I have become this person who vehemently refuses somebody controlling me. And I (laughs) welcome almost any opportunity to take more and more responsibility. I don't want to be, it's not about being silenced, but I don't want to be silenced. I do want to speak up, but I speak up and take action from a place of checking in with myself first. So it's not a one-dimensional way of acting. It's a much more complete, you know, more of a three-dimensional where I'm considering, okay, what's my mind telling me? What's my, what's my heart telling me? What's my gut telling me? I'm taking time to, to arrive at the best possible way forward. So Scott, I know you're really good at going your own way forward. And it's funny, even as I was saying like, oh, I love this personal freedom or this taking responsibility as it means the ultimate freedom. And then you're talking about going out on your own and, um, you know, checking in with yourself. Like, so I do think I don't want to be super glib about this. Like it does take some work and I can, even as you're speaking, I can think of places where I'm a little caught. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe just check myself here on, you know, how great this, you know, personal responsibility thing is. So I'm just curious if you can share, you were just talking about checking in with what your mind says, what your heart says, but, um, you know, how do you then overcome any fear that you encounter of taking that responsibility or how do you coach clients? when they come up with fear of taking responsibility. Like I think of the scenario where, you know, you've communicated um, like a leader has communicated to their team. They want, you know, a specific goal or project to go a certain way. Um, And, you know, maybe there's somebody that doesn't quite agree, but they don't have the, you know, they're not going to take the responsibility of themselves to speak up and be different. um, Maybe be wrong, maybe ridiculed for having a different idea. Um, and they're sort of hiding that, hiding that piece of them. And so they're not taking that responsibility. They're just kind of going, going with the flow. I kind of asked a bunch of different questions in there. So maybe I should rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Sorry. that's good because I think in all those questions, I could find something to speak about and maybe share okay, cool. an example. <laughs> I'm not going to use a work example though. I'm going to use an example related to me in my life because it's, it's something that surfaced time and time again in my life. And it was more with personal relationships. I realized that patterns had been developing over and over, but I wasn't noticing them until I started to look at them through the lens of taking responsibility because I was blaming. I was Mm -hmm. expecting a person to be a certain way, to do a certain thing, to communicate a certain way, and it wasn't happening. And I would become angry because Mm -hmm. my expectations weren't being met, right? Another powerful conversation about how... (laughs) What about our expectations and how we can, how our ego can become angry? It becomes bruised. It becomes really upset that things didn't go the way it, it wants it to go. And so I had these patterns happening over years. And then another person would come into my life and similar patterns would happen. Of course, lots of great times. But then 
other patterns would display. And, and what I learned from years of not therapy, but years of coaching was particularly spiritual coaching is that the more that we slow down and we connect with ourselves, it becomes so much easier to take that responsibility because we understand in a very deep level with maybe not even knowing why we understand. Now, I understood it in my body. My mind didn't understand why. What I, what I learned was that the lessons, be it professional or personal, could be with people, usually involving some sort of you know, people in there, they will come in harder, faster, deeper, and more intense until we master them, until we learn them. And I, when I stepped back and became more of the observer without the emotional attachment that the ego has, then able to clearly see, ah, so 25 years ago, that was going on. Ah, 15 years ago, that was going on. Not the same, but there was some similarity in the dynamics. And what was happening was I was often the one not speaking up and not communicating what I was feeling, what I was perceiving, what my intuition was telling me. And I then got to the place where I just got so fed up with ignoring myself, ignoring what I knew that I just said, screw it, I'm going to speak up. And I watched what happened. And there was a little bit of, you know, a little bit of chaos for a, few, for a little <laughs> bit, right? Somebody's <laughs> ego was kind of bruised. The more I did that professionally and personally, the more I started seeing that in the end, it all worked out and it all worked out beautifully. And almost all the time, whatever the end result was, was perfect for both parties. Does that make sense? It does. And I think um, what I feel like is in there, and you can, you know, I don't want to put words in your mouth though, is like you learn to trust yourself. So we talk about going from that external to the internal. And it's really that process is like, okay, I'm trusting somebody else to tell me what to do in switching that to now I trust myself on what to do. And to your point, like listening to your body and listening to what your, you know, what your true self really wants you to do instead of your ego self. Um, And then I'm curious when you started making those, you know, like, screw it, I'm just going to speak up. Like a lot of times in in the people I coach, I talk about like, start small, like don't, you know, speak up on a major platform, you know, (laughs) speak up in a one-on-one conversation. And it may be a little bit messy, but generally the feedback is when you speak your truth or whatever, it usually, you know, usually goes, okay, I'm curious, like, did you start big? And it just worked out for you, or did you start small? You know, how did you build that trust in yourself when you started to say, "This is too uncomfortable. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna be who I am. I'm gonna take the responsibility and speak up for myself." Yeah, great question. For me, I started with the professional life. That was easier. Mm-hmm. It was easier for me to do it in work scenario than it was in my personal life. Oh, it's so interesting. Why is that? I don't know, maybe because I felt like I had the backing of a company or I had a role to perform. So I feel like there was, I don't know, for whatever reason, it was just much easier for me to do that. Even the decisions I took, which Mm -hmm. were not the logical decisions, leaving a corporate job and setting out on my own with nothing else out there. And with the idea of starting a coaching practice over 10 years ago, everybody thought I was crazy. But what I realized is the more I started following my own intuition and trusting myself, the more people would tell me the opposite. And the more they would tell me the opposite, the more empowered I became. 
okay, well, if they're telling me that, then I'm feeling, and I'm feeling this, I'm going to walk this way. And I felt stronger and stronger, but it started with work. And then it was the, in the, in the personal life where I started, you know, speaking up more and trusting myself more, but it started for me at work. Can you be, um, I'm just, you know, for, I mean, you and I've talked about this, but can you think of an example, like a specific example that might help people really get like that thought process or that, uh, or even that embodiment process that you went through? Yeah, well, okay, here's one. I was 18 years old. I don't even think we've talked about this. Maybe we have, maybe we haven't. I was 18 years old and I always wanted to work for an airline because I love to fly. So we would always take family vacations every year. And I was the kid that hung up behind the fence at the airport, watching the planes come in. You know, I just always wanted to be around airplanes. I took a couple of pilot lessons. So anything to do with airplanes, I wanted to be near airplanes. For me, an airplane is the ultimate freedom, right? It gets you out of where you are. Right. <laughs> we don't have a, we don't have a, a transporter in Star Trek yet, but I'd be <laughs> on board with that in a heartbeat. Right. So I always knew that that's something I wanted to do, but I also knew that I was probably going to go to college. I didn't know exactly where or what, but I did. I, I selected a school that was going to be outside Chicago and I was all set to go. We were going to leave in a couple of weeks, major in transportation management. And the reason why I chose that school is it was near a major airport. So I figured I could get a job working at O'Hare airport, maybe in the summer, right? Some opportunity there. Plus they had a radio station. So I minored in communications and I was going to be able to work in the radio station. Great plan, all from the head, all from the head. That was a logic <laughs> plan. I was working in a local hotel. I was living in New Hampshire. I was working in a local hotel and delivering room service, which by the way, I love because I walked in with no money. I walked out with a fistful of money from tips. That was always a cool <laughs> job. <laughs> so nice. I'm, you know, I'm running around, you know, delivering room service trays. And one of the girls at the front desk, Deidre, she said, hey, did you see that um, this airline is hiring at the airport? $6 an hour. I said, you're kidding me. Well, that's what I really wanted. I didn't really want to go to college. I mean, I did want to go to college, but I really wanted to work for an airline. Mm -hmm. I ended up applying, didn't tell my parents. Mind you, I'm 18. Fine. I applied for the job. They flew me out to Chicago, the airline headquartered in Chicago. They flew me out to Chicago. I told my parents I was working or something. You know, I didn't I called in sick? Went, flew to Chicago, had this interview, came back, had another interview locally, and was hired. And now I have to work 15 hours a week, getting up at four o'clock in the morning and loading mail on an airplane, mail in bags, for like two and a half hours a day. It was a supplemental part-time position with no benefits. <laughs> and your dream. <laughs> and my dream. <laughs> Jet fuel, check. <laughs> so I had to tell my parents, and I accepted it. Okay. Now I have to tell my parents, guess what, mom and dad? We're not taking that family vacation driving out to Chicago. So we're going to stop along the way and make it into a trip. You know, my brother coming along. We're not going to do that because I'm not going to that school. Even though everything was set, classes were picked, money was paid. You know, I had the, the dorm all set. I mean, everything was already all set. They had bought the little refrigerator. They're going to take it up there with me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect. But that was explosive. So when I said, you know, speaking mm -hmm. up sometimes, there is a little bit of chaos, right? That. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right like yeah you went people, big you went big <laughs> I, I guess I did I didn't, I didn't think of it that way but I did go big from the, from the beginning so at 18 I started experimenting with speaking up but again it was more about you know professionally I was going to be doing that so anytime 
Well, anyway, any questions on that? Because it worked out. It worked out perfectly. So everything was canceled. Now, here's the funny thing. My father said, we're going to leave in two weeks. And I was supposed to start this job in the very in the beginning of September. It was middle of August. And he said, if you plan to live in this house, you're paying rent and you're not going to drive our car. You better buy a car. So I took every bit of money I had in the savings account. I bought this car. The seat ended up falling through the floor within the first few months. It was ridiculous, right? The car was a disaster. It started blowing Freon or antifreeze out of the uh, out of oh the heating God. system. It was a mess. It was a mess. But I got what I wanted, and it all worked out in a very unconventional way. Um, that's really cool. I mean that. I mean that's just a great story of following your heart. That I think I followed a lot my of people heart. can relate to. Yeah, yeah. I followed my heart. It did not make sense logically. At all. Right. Made no sense at all. Now, I don't have a lot of regrets in life. I guess one regret, I never got to live that because I went to college. I just went on the extended plan and <laughs> went at <laughs> night and different times here and there. You know, it took me like about 20 years to get a bachelor's degree because I was having too much fun traveling around the world. But I have a lot more you know, experience than I would have gotten in a classroom. Right. So, yeah, I, I did kind of go big. And maybe from that, you know, in that moment, it empowered me to say, no, just speak up and and follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And I did it really well professionally, but then personally is when I would, I would hide or I was more hesitant in speaking up. So anytime it was a, an affair of the heart or something that involved the heart, that's when it was more difficult for me. You know, I feel like that's a common theme. Um, it's interesting. Mostly I talk about this with my girlfriends, but it's interesting that you say this because it's like, you're one person at work and you're another person at home. So mm-hmm. um, I don't I'd love to dive into this a little bit. It's like, you know, yeah. at work, I have no problem generally speaking up, you know, like taking care of business literally and figuratively. And then I would go to my relationship and be like, oh, okay, all right. You know, like, or not say anything. And it would drive me crazy. <laughs> like, how could I be the same person yet having these sort of two lives? So, um, why do you think you know, that is? Well, I mean, I think probably for the same reason for you, it feels like there's a little bit more at stake. You're a little bit more vulnerable, right? In your personal life, you know, at work, um, not that work can't be vulnerable by any means. Um, But, you know, here when you're at home, it's like this person is, you know, if you say something, they may not love you anymore. You know, if you say something at work, they might, at the worst case scenario, they might fire you, but you can go get another job, right? (laughs) Um, Not that you can go get another relationship, but it just feels like the stakes are higher, right? At least for me. Absolutely. I mean, imagine you know, all that all that you open up, I mean, you know, the opening up, the vulnerability, and all of that into a relationship and getting to know a person at a really deep level, and then you have this other per the other person that is maybe saying you don't understand or you have to do this and doing things out of obligation. I rarely do something or have done something out of obligation, and the times that I did, I was so in tune that it didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel right. I felt I was giving away my power. I was giving away, but only to only to avoid that chaos at that moment where I would have said something that potentially would have created this problem, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody not liking what I say. Now I don't care. I really don't care anymore. I mean, I do care, but I don't care. I yeah. care more about how I feel and I trust myself a lot more. And that has really happened. It was always there at work. That was never a problem, but in the last few years, after the um, soul awakening, the twin flame experience that I that I told you I had, mm-hmm. that gave me even more power because that's when I clearly saw the pattern that was happening over all these years. You know, these 
these situations that people come into my life harder, faster, deeper, and more intense until finally I just threw my hands up and I said, okay, just do it. Just speak up. Just take responsibility for what it is you feel, what you think, and mm-hmm. initiate the conversations. And once I did, it felt so much better. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think in my last relationship, I made a promise to myself that I would speak my truth no matter what, even if it was um, hard to say. And um, not not mean, you know, it was definitely with kindness or whatnot, but um, I had, you know, and I did it. Uh, I'm not currently in one, but it's, uh, it was liberating in that way. It was scary. Um, I guess for me, it felt like smaller steps though, you know, like I would just like have this, say this truth, you know, and then that would be met. Fortunately, the, my, the person on the other side of that was received it well, you know, and that gave me courage, I guess, to say a little bit more, say a little bit more, or to just be honest. I mean, but I also made this really deep commitment to myself to just be honest, even if it was hard to say or hard to hear. Um, and yeah, I think there's something about that. Um, I don't know, you know, there's a a discomfort inside, whether it's coming at you hard and fast or, you know, just enough is enough. Like, I think I just kind of got worn down, like slowly, you know, tipped away where I was like, I'm just not going to be in relationship this way anymore. I'm going to just be me. And if it's not okay, I think, I wonder if it's um, not that you don't care, but like you're less attached to the outcome. Well, yeah, that's probably better. What I should have said, that would be a better way to say it is that I'm not attached to the outcome. It's more important to me to honor my truth and to feel complete in what I say. And when I walk away feeling I didn't express everything completely. I didn't share what I needed to share. I didn't say what I needed to say. It doesn't feel good. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm not going to sacrifice that anymore. I'm not going to live that way anymore because it didn't feel good. It was disempowering. Right. It was I so mean, disempowering. And, I- and, what I, and what I saw at the end, after all of that, the conversations is things worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. They did. Yes, there was that explosive point in the beginning, but after a period of time in every single situation things worked out perfectly Mm -hmm. and i think that's the lesson right there let's let's move beyond that uncomfortable phase and trust that if we do speak from the heart and we are sincere and we are respectful and all of that right we're speaking with kindness it'll work out yeah and and work out and, and my last relationship didn't last but i think um by being honest about it. It was, we both learned from it. We both grew from it and what was supposed to happen did happen. I think, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like by being honest, you understand where you're at and if it's going to work or it's not going to work. Right. You know? Right. Um, So yeah, I do think the outcome, and I think, you know, it's like, Oh, well the relationship ended. That's a quote unquote bad outcome. Well, is it? I don't know. I mean, I learned a lot. I have now experience of being completely honest in a relationship where, and not hiding anymore. Like that's pretty valuable, right? And that's also taking a lot of personal responsibility for speaking my truth. Yeah. And I having see. fortunately some, you know, I, I think of it as good feedback, even though the relationship ended, it also ended really amicably and, um, you know, without angst and no baggage and, you know, all that that's good stuff huge. too. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely huge. And you learn so much going through it, right? And then I think it inspires us to speak our truth more and to take responsibility for what we need, what we want who we are in the very beginning. And that's what sometimes happens is, you know, we play this, it's not we're playing a role, but we're maybe not 100% in the very beginning. 
because we want we don't want to scare the person away or we want the we want we have certain expectations of what we want we want that to happen well no, oh my gosh that's such a good insight i never thought of it that way let's that's just, so true right let's let's just be who we are from the very beginning and trust that if it's not a it's okay if it's not a fit <laughs> right. totally fine as a matter of fact it's even better and what's that what's that saying we people come together for a reason a season or a lifetime that's right that's right, right. Yeah. So I look at it that way too. There are people in my life that have been there for a lifetime. There are people in my life that have been there and I can clearly see what the reason was. Mm-hmm. And the reason was we, we both learned. We both walked right. away better people because of the experience. Right. Oh, but I just, can we just go back to this? I was like, I'm like, my mind's a little bit blown here when you think about, I mean, it's like obvious, but like, I don't know. <laughs> um, Let's do it. Go back. Just this whole, like you put your best, I mean, this happens at work. This happens in relationships where it's like, you know, I don't know. You think about a job interview and they're like, Oh, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And like, you know, your coach, at least in my day, it's been a while since I've interviewed for a job, but you like, you know, you make your strengths or you make your weaknesses really more of a strength, right? Like, Oh, it's hard to delegate <laughs> whatever. Um, and maybe you're actually really good. Del- I don't know. You just put like what you, you're offering what you think they want. Right. Yes. And they're offering you what they think you want, you know, and you come together and then reality is potentially something a little bit different. Same in personal relationships. And so from the get-go, when you're not totally yourself, totally honest, you have started yourself down that path of kind of taking away your authority, like, you're, totally. you know, and, and so then it's like even harder to take the personal responsibility when you've gone down the track of being not fully who you are. Right. Um, yeah. I just, I'm sorry. I just, I am just, that's well, so true. Like just start at the beginning being who you are. It's so much easier. <laughs> it's so much easier because it's almost like layers and layers of garbage, you know, like just this, it's hard to be you. As you said, it's even harder to then express your truth because you have to start from a lot further back than if it was from the beginning. Exactly. And I remember in one of my last job interviews, when I went in there, I said, they said, why do you want the job? And I said, this is not about the company or the job. I said, this is an opportunity that I've always wanted. And I feel that this will be a good fit for both myself and for the company opportunity for me to take all of these years of experience and help the company, but make no mistake about it. I'm not looking to promote. I sent this opportunity because I want to live overseas. Mm. So what better way to do it than have the company pay for it? I found out later they loved it. Oh, (laughs) that's awesome. Yeah. I was, I was so real. And I thought, well, you know what? You could say that because you've got nothing to lose. So just say it. And if it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. But I actually found out that that they they appreciated the honesty. Right. Well, and also, I mean, if you're working for a travel company, right? Mm-hmm. Like they want people who are adventurous, who want to live. Like sometimes it's hard to get people to go overseas. Absolutely. So you could have hit the, you know, just by being honest. Right. You hit the right button, right? Yeah. <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then whenever there was other, I just found the more I was honest about things like that, and it happened easier at work. The better it was for everybody. Yeah. And let's be clear, like, not that we're dishonest in any way. I'm not trying to no, apply that, but it's no. like you, you know, it's like putting your best self forward and not yes. showing any of your, you know, your bumps and bruises and warts or whatever, you know, right. or that, that we think are those things. Which and usually- you know what I found too is that it inspired people that worked with me and my team to do the same. And it created a much closer, um, engaging relationship with everybody. There was, there was no hiding. People weren't trying to be somebody they weren't. There was a lot more understanding, a lot more compassion amongst the team members. It was great. I imagine a lot more trust as well, right? A lot you know more trust. Absolutely. What, you know, people are being straight with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah, that's so cool. Okay, this was this was great. What a you know, like just mind blown. Again, it seems so simple, but so revealing that um the one that comes back to me all the time is harder, faster, deeper, more intense. And when I experienced it time and time again, I said, I'm never going through that ever again, if at mm -hmm. all possible. So mm -hmm. I, I really made an effort to myself to check in on a regular basis. What am I feeling? What am I perceiving? And then what do I need to say? How do I express this and communicate this, whether it's personal or professional, so that I feel whole and I feel like, okay, I've just said what needs to be said and let's see what happens. Nice. Yeah. So if you were coaching somebody as we um, wrap this up and mm -hmm. wind down, like how would you encourage people to start thinking about um, taking their own personal responsibility and getting super honest with themselves? Well, we talked about being an observer, mm -hmm. right? So I always love to use an example of if you were, if your best friend came to you with the very same situation that the person has come to the coaching session with or brought to the coaching session, what would you tell them? And so often what they share is exactly what it is they know they need to do. Mm -hmm. And then they might even say, oh, well, yeah, that's probably what I should be doing. Well, tell me, why is that? <laughs> you know, And then we go through that conversation, but it helps them getting out of their own head and helping somebody else offering help or advice to somebody else. But then they realize that that's exactly what could happen for them. And then we play through that scenario and they usually find the path forward, you know, the, the at least the first step. Okay. I'll, I'll have this conversation. I'll start with this and see where it goes. And almost all the time it's empowering and it has worked out well. That's perfect. I love it. So be your own, uh, be your own coach. See where be that your takes own coach. you. Yes. Be your own coach. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, hopefully we have inspired the listeners to look at their lives and take responsibility whenever possible, connect with themselves. Don't forget that important step, really feel what they're feeling and, and take action, you know, speak up. Yeah, and trust the, yourself. Trust yourself. And the more you do it right from the beginning, the easier it is going forward. At Soul Logic, we're excited to explore all of these topics and spirituality that is not breathy. Exactly. We have our <laughs> online course, Your Roadmap to Awakening. You can see it online at roadmaptoawakening.com. I'm Scott Masciarelli. I'm Cindy Jennings. We're so thrilled you joined us today. We'll see you in the next episode. Take care.